Gopin, everyone you know is ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's ethnic kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Black shows, the man is canceled. They didn't give him a chance, no. Brick and Deshaun are holding it down. They'll take their shows out of the lost and found. Run, go get everyone you know. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Sit down, relax, and go with the flow. It's Ethnic Kiss. The Black Sitcom Podcast Show. Ethnic Kiss. What's up, kin folks? And welcome to another episode of Ethnic Kiss, the Black Sitcom Podcast Show. I'm your boy, Greg Jackson, joined as always by the Maliphalithesis, DB. What's happening, DB? What's happening, Brick- Brickleton? <laughs> I'm doing good, man. I got. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I live. So I, I don't know if you guys know this. I live in LA, and hearing car horns and sirens and stuff like that. I live off Crenshaw Boulevard. It is a very busy road, so you might hear some background noise. And if you do, get over it. Um, it's not going to happen the whole episode. But yo, I'm 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 in, I'm in LA, baby. I'm in a busy road. You know what I'm saying? It, it happens. Why are uh, they so mad there? Like I, swear I don't. I, I don't know. We've been. In, we actually. We might. Because we've been in quarantine slash shut down longer than anybody else in the United States of America. Yeah. That could, yeah, it could be a reason. But no, man, I'm so happy to be here. First off, I want to thank everyone who has taken the time out to listen to our podcast. Um, you know, it's hard when you're a new podcast, you're trying to build an audience. You know, it's going to be a slow burn, but we're going to get there. But we're so happy to have the people that have listened. If you check this out on Facebook, on Instagram, um, thank you so much for, you know, your acknowledgement of us and wanting to be a part of this. I know so many people have reached out saying they they like what we're doing and they want to be a part of it. So I, I just want to say that we, on behalf of DB, we definitely appreciate the love that we've gotten thus far. For the culture. For the culture. Uh, for those of you that are new to this podcast, um, what we are about is that we unpack Black sitcoms, a lot of them from the 90s, some of them from the 80s, 70s, 2000s, whatever. And we talk about the show. We unpack what happened to it, what happens in the show, the people that are involved. A lot of these shows were good. They just didn't give a chance. Some of these shows were rightfully canceled. (laughs) (laughs) Again, again, I think we're going to forever refer to the first episode. (laughs) Homeboys in Outer Space was rightfully canceled. So far... That was the only one that we've covered so far. This is episode four. The only one we've covered so far that was rightfully canceled, I think, was Homeboys in Outer Space. You got shows we've talked about after that have been shows I'm like, man, I can't believe that didn't last. Yeah. But, yeah, we talk about those shows. We try to unpack them a little bit, talk about some fun facts behind the shows, um, and just give you a little bit of insight and maybe give you an opportunity to maybe maybe you want to be like, you know, I want to go see this. I want to I want to check this out, too, and see this. Especially these are, I guess you say DB hidden gems. Yes, hidden gems of sitcoms. hidden gems. Some of these are hidden gems. Um, so we're gonna dive uh, right into our our next uh, <laughs> our next sitcom, and it is called Out All Night. As uh, all, 
before we end an episode, we always ask DB what he thinks the next episode is going to be about because just like all the shows we've covered so far, I've seen every single episode of Out All Night when it came out. And it came out in 1992. I've seen, I saw every episode. I watched the show every week. He sees it. He, I'm telling you, this is all true. There is no... It is all true. I have literally, like, the majority of the shows we recover on this podcast, I have seen multiple episodes. So DB has not. So DB, can you... Okay, don't go through the whole thing again. That was a really explanation. Yeah. Give the people a very quick snippet of what you think out all night was about before you watched the episode. Okay, it's about a nerd who moves to the city to start a new life as a music producer, and then then his nerdy friend comes over and he's trying to like, you know, impede on his life in a sense. So it's 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 like the you know, new school guy doesn't want his old life to come back on him. And he stays out all night with his nerd guy friend. So that's the basic premise. Uh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not even close to what the show is about. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized after watching, I'm like, oh yeah, that's completely oh, yeah. off. <laughs> way off, way off. Well, for those of you not familiar with Out All Night, just like Deshaun wasn't. Uh, well, I got the friendship part right. You did get the friendship part right. I was literally about to say that. You did get the friendship part right. So the interesting part of well, what we do on the show, too, is that we watch at least one episode of the sitcom. And we usually choose the pilot just because it's just an easier way to get the introduction to the characters. Uh, down the line, when we'll, we'll watch other episodes and compare them to the pilot episode. But we're starting pilots for most of these. Out All Night was a show on NBC that premiered in 1992. Interestingly enough, it aired on Saturdays. And I'm telling you, that was why it got canceled. That was the number one reason it got canceled. And I also think that they used that as a lead into SNL, uh, possibly. And and that Uh, it's just not a a good good fit. Saturday nights are not built for sitcoms. They're built for maybe one-hour dramas or TV movies back in the 90s. You or kill a show SNL. <laughs> or SNL. But you want to kill a show? I mean, even SNL almost died in the 90s like three times. Yes, but is. you want to kill a show? You put them on Saturday. That's the dead spot. But anyway, we'll talk about that later on down the line when we talk about what happened to the show. The one thing that stands out about Out All Night is this cast. Ooh, let me tell you, this <laughs> cast is this one, of cast. The, one of the most amazing <laughs> cast, I think, ever on sitcom. I mean, it's bonkers. Okay, so Al and I was a show that premiered in 1992, and it actually... It, wait, it, wait, 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 before you get in, you should start You should start off with the uh, supporting actors, and then go to the main actor. We'll do, we'll do, we'll do. <laughs> okay, but let, let, I'll start this way then. Um, the show is about a legendary singer who owns her own nightclub. And a young man who just graduated from NYU moves to L.A. with his friend, and they're trying to get a job at said, um, at said, all right? And then comedy ensues. Um, so let's talk a little bit about the cast before we dive deep into it. So we want to start with where the cast was at this time. So there was a really small part supporting character given to a young man named uh, Simon O'Brien. Yeah. Who, he is your... And they did this a lot in the 90s. He is your uh, token white guy. Yeah. 
the more interesting part about this character is that he's also uh, British or Australian. He was right? Australian, yeah. Australian. Yeah. Yeah. So he's actually Australian, and he he lives in the apartment building that the two friends share. And so his name is Simon O'Brien. Before this, he wasn't really well known in the United States. He did do the UK version of Fraggle Rock. Oh. Yeah, back in the uh, mid uh, into late 80s. But he wasn't known in the United States for anything else beyond that. And he, you know, at that time. So here comes the juggernaut, this cast, this, this crazy, legit cast. Ooh, let me tell you. So playing the best friend of the lead uh, character, Vidal, is played by Dwayne Martin. Now, at this point, everybody kind of knows who Dwayne Martin is. But even at this point, Dwayne Martin was already kind of a name. Yeah. Because by 1992, which is when Out All Night premiered, this man had already done, um, I'm trying to pull it up, sorry. He'd already been in White Man Can't Jump, Mm -hmm. which was, of course, starring Wesley Snipes and Woody Harrelson and played a pretty decent part towards the end of that movie. And, okay, no, he didn't hit this part yet. So this is pre-Dwayne Martin kind of of blowing up in the mid-90s. Okay, so pre-breakout. Yeah, pre-breakout. But Dwayne Martin was plays a character by, that goes by the name of Vidal, who is the best friend of another character on the show, the lead male in the show, played by none other than... <laughs> dude, I, 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 I remember watching this show, but none other than Ricky himself. That's right, folks. Ricky from Boys in the Hood, a.k.a. Morris Chestnut. Morris Chestnut, like Morris Chestnut is the the lead in this, the male lead in the show. He plays a character um, who goes by the name of who goes by the Jeff. name Jeff. Jeff, who he moves from NYU, moves to LA, and hopes to get a job at this very, very most very popular nightclub. At this time in his career, he was most well known, of course, as Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Yeah, yeah. Um, just like ever before. Yeah, this was 1991 when Boys in Came out, so he and he also starred in the Ernest Green story right around the same time he did Out All Night, which is a big TV movie. Um, and, that, and he was kind of really getting his career going at that point. And but everybody knew him as Ricky yeah. from Boys in the Hood. He still had the high high top too. Yeah, same high. He looked exactly the same. It's almost like Ricky just didn't die. <laughs> this, is, this, is the, this is the alternate universe where yeah, Ricky didn't die. That's what y'all don't know about the show. This is Boys. The hood's alternate universe. If Ricky had, we <laughs> got him out of the hood. <laughs> he became a nightclub uh, manager, um, and then the other one who was on the cusp of stardom at the same time, also in this show, the one and only Miss Vivica A. Fox. Vivica A. Vivica A. Fox. A. Fox. Now, at this point in her career, Vivica A. Fox had been bouncing around for a little while. She did Days of Our Lives for a few years. She's been in music videos. She played a hooker in Born on the Fourth of July. She did some show called Generations, which I believe is a um, kind of like a soap opera type show. Um, she did guest appearances on Be- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Beverly Hills 90210, Family Matters, and Madlock before this. So big show she was popping in on. As you remember more, most of you would remember her from on Fresh Prince playing Jazz's sister. Who goes out on a date with Will? That was her most notable, probably most recognizable role at that point. Which, which is a cool connection because you know Dwayne Martin and Will Smith 
best friends, best friends forever. <laughs> and Dwayne Martin popped in on a few episodes of Fresh Prince as well, mm-hmm. the series. And then, of course, Will Smith um, produced his show later on in his career as well yep. for UPN. But the Pierre de Resistance, the star of this show, given this woman was given this vehicle, and this was her show. It was about her. I, there's not enough words can that can describe the greatness of this woman that we're uh, about. She's amazing. She's a, amazing. Like, like she in everything, in everything she has done, especially it, when we talk about the her recently. She's still mm-hmm. doing amazing things. I mean, there's there's not really that many people who have had the storied career that this woman has had. She's a legend. She's a Hall of Famer. She's our auntie, Miss Patty Labelle. I just want to give her a round of applause real quick. So we, I mean, just, hey. oh, so at, at this point, Patty Labelle, of course, was Patty Labelle. Grammys. She was. So this was her show, um, which also makes it more of an anomaly that they threw it on Saturdays and it didn't last because Patty Labelle. It's Patty Labelle, and it's Patty Labelle. It's Patty Labelle. Patty, at this point, from an acting perspective, had just came off of a run on A Different World playing uh, Kadeem Hardison's mom, which I think was probably helped her get this sitcom mm-hmm. work on another NBC sitcom. And didn't she sing the theme song at one point? And she did sing the theme song to Out All Night. But she didn't sing well, no, Aretha no, Franklin, no. Different World. And then before that, um, she also was in a movie, a movie I love, a historical movie called A Soldier Story, yeah. which saw Denzel Washington... Um, David Allen Greer, uh, Howard Rollins, um, sorry, Harold Rollins, Reynolds. You know who I'm talking about. The, the, in the heat of the night, not 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 the rocker, <laughs> but in the heat of the nights. Um, <laughs> I just called it. <laughs> oh, that, that was a that was a mess up. Sorry. Yeah, but Howard Howard E. Rollins. Yeah. Um, Adolf Caesar, big movie uh, directed by Nor- Norman Jewelson uh, Jewison in 1984 called A Soldier Story, based off of a soldier's play. It was Denzel Washington's first kind of big role. Uh, big movie, but Patti LaBelle was also in that movie as well, playing a nightclub owner that the soldiers, a place where the soldiers went to. So now that we've gone through all of that, Out All Night is about Patti LaBelle's character she owns. She's a famous singer who owns a club. Uh, Morris Chestnut character comes to LA looking for a job and he brings along his friend Vidal who also graduated from NYU and wants to go into film school and now he delivers pizzas and she gives him an opportunity Patty LaBelle gives Morris Chestnut's character Jeff an opportunity to be a trainee and help run her club giving him a tryout because he's so young and she just wants to see how he does and wants to make sure he's mature enough to do it so she lets him be a trainee in the club there he meets um Sharice, which is Vivica Fox's character, who is Patty LaBelle on the show. And she's kind of a party girl. She wants to get down. And um, she's a, kind of a bad influence on the guys. Yes, she really is. Like, uh, oh, my God. I, they, they, they did a nice little twist there with her being the bad influence. Right, right. Because you immediately think the guys are just going to get wild and crazy. But Jeff is kind of like a guy who was kind of um, straight-laced. Yes. Yeah. And so he's trying to keep it together, but Sharice is like, let's party. 
That's basically what this whole thing is about in the first episode. So in this first episode, so the episode flows as 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 it goes, where um, Jeff gets the opportunity to be a trainee, and on top of that, Patty LaBelle's character offers him, who's played, her name is Chelsea Page, offers him a him and Vidella an apartment in the apartment building that she owns. So not only does he get a job, he also gets an apartment in a uh, building that she owns. And now him and Vidal are roommates again in, in adult life. And essentially the whole thing is about Morris Chestnut's character trying to stay the straight and narrow so he can eventually get this job and make it full time. But at the same time, Patty LaBelle's character is now treating him like a, like a kid. He's trying to bust out and be an adult and she's babying him. So that's basically the whole episode. That's and, really the whole premise um, um, is that, yeah, that she has taken him under her wing, you know, in a, in a sense, but treating more like a child, which she seems to do to everyone. Which right. Be the theme. Yeah, that's the common thing that she's always, she babies everyone. And the Vivica Fox's character had a really funny line where she was like, she was like, I moved to L.A. and she bought the apartment building I moved to. <laughs> I laughed so hard. That was like that was solid. That was really good. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, but yeah, I, I'll be honest with you guys. That's listen. The show is funny. Yeah, the show has got some really funny moments. And I will tell you this much: Dwayne Martin was killing it. He was. I. I. I it almost felt like this was going to be his vehicle. Um, you know, because Morris Chestnut, he's he he's the straight man. He was clearly right. the straight man. Um, you know, on the show, just to react, just to be the one to react and be our audience surrogate in a way, right? Uh, somebody normal for us to kind of relate to. While Dwayne was just the crazy, funny, the the ladies' man, right? In a way, and yeah, and like he's completely content mooching, yes, in a slacker. He says he that. Says he, it. Says it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he said it a couple times. He's like, he's like. I'm going to mooch off of somebody that ain't got no job. Like he's, he's determined until he becomes a film director or a filmmaker to mooch off of Jeff Morris Chestnut's character as long as possible. Um, so that was a really great character. He was really funny. He was that silly, you know, the, the, you know, everybody's got that every 90 sitcoms all had that character that like that next door neighbor or the funny friend, the Waldo from family matters or the Kimmy Gibbler from full house. He was Kimmy Gibbler yeah. in this scenario, except he actually lived with the guy. The but black it, but Kimmy it, the black Kimmy Gibbler was Dwayne Martin. <laughs> but he was killing it. He was funny throughout this entire episode. He kept, he was so energetic too. He just kept these moments going. My favorite was him describing the dream to, and like coming out when he had a dream, talking about that he was with a model and Elvis <laughs> was there, and then you know he was getting ready to get down to the details, and Patty Patty's character was there cooking the breakfast, and then the line that really sent me over the edge was she's like, "When's the last time you got a whooping? Last night." <laughs> that I was done. That was good. oh man, yeah. I love in the scene where the girls uh, so. Uh, Vivica Fox's character invites some of her model friends because she's apparently a model. Some of her model friends over to the apartment for a party, and Dwayne they ring the doorbell. Dwayne Martin's getting ready. He grabs <laughs> he 
grabs the a page out of the magazine and puts the cologne from the magazine on him because you know back in the day they used to have those little you no, can they still have those they still, they still have those, those? where well, you can open it up and get this cologne so he did yeah. that but the way he did it so quick it was so funny Dwayne Martin like killed it this I think everyone shined in this pilot with the yeah. exception of the Angus character which was played by Simon O'Brien the most least everyone shined in this. He, he was kind of funny. I'm not going to lie. Because he was the moocher character, the homeless, basically like the, the character that just pops up. He just seemed misplaced. Like, like really. Hey, he seemed unnecessary. Yeah, it was extra. I'm trying to force him into being a part like, of like the... Even, even watching the intro, like, that was the first thing that threw me off. I was like, oh, okay, who's this guy? <laughs> right. He just seems so out of place, but... Well, they had to have you get these, character, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you get these 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 people who are like in twenty years are going to be so well known. Yeah, legends in a lot of ways, especially in black sitcom world or black black cinema. Yeah, and here's this Simon guy who no one's ever heard of from the UK. I don't know. It's just to me, it threw it off. Like if they had picked like a character or, or an actor that would have became, I know in hindsight, if he would have became big. That would have made the show even more interesting. I already got it. I, I already know the perfect person they could have cast in that role. Who? Tracy Morgan. Tracy? Tracy? Oh, yeah. I can see that. It I can see been perfect. It would have been perfect. Unless Tracy Morgan would have played a little bit too close to Dwayne Martin. I, I don't know. He was Hustle Man at that time, so. Oh, yeah. He was Hustle Man at the time. Yeah, he was Hustle I mean, Man. All right. Let's think of another actor that could have been. Uh, are, you, are you trying not to go white? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to go like. Are you trying to recast it as a black man? Yes. Recast it as a black man. 92. You have to go with a comedian. Yeah about it like no one on the show was a stand-up comedian this which is, is true yeah. rare in the 90s because Dwayne Martin wasn't a stand-up comedian he was actually a basketball player turned actor okay now we're now we're really getting somewhere so who is a comedian from that time that could have played that role <sighs> Sid Cedric 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 Hughley hmm Hughley remember he popped in on Fresh Prince Playing, um, we got to think, I guess a little bit. You got you got to go sillier if you're thinking about yeah. it. you got to go somebody, but see, that's the hard part about it. I think what made him work in the long run because I did cheat and go watch several other episodes later yeah. on again, even though I've seen the series before, yeah, what made him work later on was that he was a little bit different than Vidal. I think the people that were naming might be too close, like you got to give Dwayne Martin's character that room to, to be him. If you bring somebody in on the same silly level, you might mess up the dynamics. That's why that's why Tracy would have worked because of his cadence, the way that he speaks. It would have okay. slower, you know, right. those slow burn type type of comedians that could hit you with a joke on the side, but he's like sly about it. Okay, I'll give you Tracy Morgan. I'll give you Tracy Morgan. Especially yeah. at that time he was he was up and coming. He was you know, he'd done stand up for a while, you know, like I said, he did Hustle Man. Yeah, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But no, the show actually itself was like just just really funny. There was a couple of things that were, of course, right off the bat, unbelievable. Yeah. One, who in their right mind brings their best friend to a job interview? You, you never do that. Like, I, like, so in the beginning of the episode, Jeff Morris Chestnut brings Dwayne Martin to his job interview. What do you, like, no one does that. DB, you are someone that I love. You are never coming to a job interview with me. Hey, I'd get you the job, though, but I understand. Yes, but he brought Vidal there because that's his big. He's he's a huge fan of Patty Labelle's character. And technically, Vidal got him the job. So. I don't know if he got him the job, but he didn't hurt him as much as I yeah. 
as he seemed like he would. Because, um, I mean, because in the episode, Patty LaBelle's talking to Dwayne Martin, um, talking to Morris Chestnut, trying to do an interview, and Vidal pops in and says, yo, my man, he did this, and he did that, and he did this. So, yeah, I thought it was an interesting thing. And also the fact that, okay, you're given basically given an apartment in L.A. like that. I live in L.A., I know this is in 1992. First of all, that was the most unbelievable thing that I've ever heard in my life. But maybe that was partly to set up the way she was going to be. And you know what? I made that note before watching the rest of the episode, realizing that, wait, they did that on purpose. Yep. And she explained to him later on why she gave him the job. Yep. It looked like it was basically like, I want to give you this apartment because I can see that you're going to, I can already see that I'll, you're going to have a son to me. It was set up to be that. So you're right. You have a point, um, but, but it was it was unbelievable at first. It was like, but then they did mention they were like, "Man, this this is crazy." Yeah, more more and more as the episode went on, it made more and more sense that Patty Labelle got so attached so quickly. Yeah, um, to the character, like she had a lot of. And Pat, let's talk about Patty real quick before we wrap up the episode. Um, Patty was so good. She was amazing. Like so it, good. It, 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 she she was a natural in that role. Like everything, it, it was funny. It was honest. Like it it just made sense that this would be Patty's life if she decided to do it. You know, right? Like her comedic timing was on par with everyone else. And you know, she's not a she's not an actress like that. So this was kind of a. But I mean, I already loved her in a different world. Like the time that she spent, she did about eight episodes of a different world. I already loved her in a different world. I mean, but then again, Patty has been known as a natural too. Like they, she said that she just started singing one day. Like it, mm. she never had formal training as a singer. Like she just sang. She just started singing. So it's just in her blood to be talented at everything. You, you know, sometimes some people are just gifted with just yeah. I mean, ain't really much you can do about it. Yeah, but. So natural in this role, so good in this role. Um, if you love Patty LaBelle the way that the whole world should, um, our black Dolly Parton, if you love Patty LaBelle, you black Dolly Parton, our black Kimmy Gibbler. <laughs> If you <laughs> if you love Patty as much as we do, yeah, you you need to watch out on that. A couple episodes are online. Um, the the show, unfortunately, just like our last show that we covered, only lasted nineteen episodes. Um, and that's because it, it was on Saturdays. Like again, this was on Saturdays. Zero cents. Uh, did we mention TLC was on the episode too? I was actually about to do that, and when I so so as the series as the series. So one of the cool things that they did on the show was because they owned a nightclub, mus- musicians or uh, singers were gonna, uh, acts were going to come in the show each episode. So it, further on down the line on the show, uh, Bobby Brown pops in, mm-hmm. other big names pop in. So every single episode was going to feature a big artist. So in the first episode, TLC performed um, on the show. So if you remember the show... Uh, New York Undercover, they had a very similar thing where hangout club that the characters hung out at would have a singer. So, like, literally dozens of singers appeared on New York Undercover singing on that stage, like big names. Same thing for Out All Night. So they brought in 
in this case, they brought in TLC for the first episode, which was so awesome to see TLC in their prime. 1992 was the start of their prime. Oh, it was so cool seeing T-Boz, Left Eye, and Chili. Great in TLC. Perfection. Classic TLC. Um, as the series went on, they did kind of try to um, make the show a little bit younger, which probably maybe because of the ratings weren't that high because you put it on Saturdays, NBC. They yeah, probably it's wanted like to- the young people are at actual clubs at Saturday. Right. They're not going to be watching the show about a club. Well, they wanted to make it a little bit family friendly, and they'll do that from time to time with sitcoms. They did it to hang with Mr. Cooper after the first season. They brought in Raven Simone and kind of mm-hmm. changed them of the show. They did the same thing with Out All Night. Um, Taj Mowry joined the show later on in the series as uh, Vidal's little brother in the Big Brother Little Brother type program. So then he becomes ingratiated into the club. Patty LaBelle takes him under the wing as another surrogate son. And that kind of became the, he was a part of the show for the, the final end of the, the, the run. Um, so that was pretty cool, but it did young the show up a little bit by bringing in a cute, I think Taj Mauer at this time was like maybe six years old. He was young then. like big This was right after Full House. Way before Smart Guy. Yeah, way before Smart Guy, right after Full House. But 19 episodes, it was canceled. Like I said, put on Saturday nights. What do you What do you expect? It's unfortunate. But the show overall, guys, watch the pilot. There's uh, three or four episodes online as well. Check those out. A really funny 90s sitcom. It was. It was a good 90s sitcom. Uh, I, I, think, I think the con, you know, to that is, I think it was a tough premise to sell. Like, I think it's one of those things where only a certain amount of people were go- going to like it. Just because it, it just was different. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you. I think, about, I mean, and it's funny. So, the people who, um, the people who made Out All Night, um, the team behind it is actually the team behind Fresh Prince of Bel Air. Yeah. So I think, I mean, this is this was also makes it more of an anomaly to me. You got Patty Bell, who just who's a, a you know, you got Patty Bell, who is this big name, right? She just came off of doing a stint on a different world, where, so people are familiar with her in a sitcom format. You got, you know, up and coming actors in that, but you you also have the team behind Fresh Prince. Why in the flying monkey crap would you throw the show on a Saturday night? It it seems to me like they weren't confident to begin with. It's frustrating because, it's- and, I, th- and I, 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 I swear, I think they thought this would be a good lead into Saturday Night Live. Like that's my thought. Well, I don't know the time slot that the show was on. Maybe I can do some research on that. But same time, I, I don't know. It was frustrating to to see that. But either way, give it an opportunity on YouTube. Um, tell you a little bit about what happened to the people who um, after this. Some of these are so obvious. I mean, Morris Chestnut had a story career since that. Um, since Out on Night ended, he. Right now is on The Resident with another star we're going to cover later on down the line with Malcolm Jamal Warner. Um, he's been had several shows under his belt. He did a little bit of being um, uh, Goliath. He was on there for a little while. He had his own show in um, Rosewood. He played himself in Girls Trip, Nurse Jackie. He was in V, American Horror Story, The Game Plan. Long career. Breaking all the rules. He actually was... Like Mike? <laughs> 
Like Mike. Yeah, like Mike. Um, he did a couple episodes of ER. He was actually in a movie with Vivica Fox later on down the line, too, can play that game. Mm-hmm. Um, but G.I. Jane, The Best Man, Higher Learning, The Inkwell. I mean, the dude has had a, an amazing career. He's still a star. Yeah. Um, Best Man Holiday was a big movie in, a couple years ago, and now he's kind of transitioned mostly into television at this point. But he's had an amazing career. He was also, uh, I forgot he was in Kick-Ass 2. I forgot he was in that as well. Uh, Vivica Fox, not long after this, went on to be an Independence Day. Um, she actually had her own sitcom called Getting Personal, which co-starred John Cryer and Dwayne Martin. Mm. Interesting, gonna, right? Are, are we going to cover that show? We might, yeah, yeah. Okay. okay, don't tell me the premise so I can... I won't tell you the premise of it. <laughs> um, of course, you know, most people... She, I mean, she's constantly working. Kill Bill yeah. was a big one for her. Um, Curb Your Enthusiasm uh, her run on that has been amazing um, you know Juana Man she did another TV drama which was a great drama we're not going to cover it because it's not a sitcom but right. The Angels with Blair Underwood um, was a great great show um, she's done a lot of work I mean most people outside of the black community definitely know Kill Bill Yeah. Um, she was in the most recent um, adaptation of uh, fortunately, she was in Independence Day 2, which I don't think she even wants us to mention. <laughs> she also um, did a long couple season stint on Empire, um, and she's still working. She's steady working. Um, Batman and Robin, I forgot she was in that as well. Um, Dwayne Martin uh, went on right after this to gain stardom in Above the Rim. Um, he has done a lot of work over the years on television as well. All of Us, which was a show produced by Will Will Smith ran for about four or five seasons. Um, Screen Two was a big one. Um, he most recently was a regular character on LA's Finest, which starred uh, Gabrielle Union and Jessica Alba, which was unfortunately canceled. Which is the new a spin off of Bad Boys. Which is a spin off of Bad Boys, which is a Will Smith. <laughs> Will Smith has taken care of my boy for years. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, he was a, had a small part in any given Sunday. Um, he was on the, the remake of the uh, the new Paul Reiser show, which which lasted a season, but didn't do that. Didn't do bad. Uh, the Inkwell um, came back and did a couple episodes of Fresh Prince of Bel Air. I mean, the dude's been around as well. So Dwayne Martin kicking, still working. Um, Simon O'Brien stayed in the UK, did a lot of UK stuff. So we're not going to tell what much about what he did afterwards. And then is, is, is he still working though? Yeah, he's still working, but just UK stuff. Yeah. And then. Um, let's see, the last thing, I mean, he hasn't, I guess he's not really still working. His last credit's in 2010, so oh. been about 10 years. Maybe he's like an acting teacher or something now. Who knows? Yeah. Um, and then Patti LaBelle. Um, as you know, she's still, she's kept releasing music throughout the 90s. So a lot of hits still came out uh, through the 90s. But she's done a lot of acting since then as well. You might have remembered seeing her in Greenleaf, if you're a fan of the Greenleaf yes. home. Um, but you know, I think of course it's not her primary. I hope you watch her versus battle that she had. Did you watch it? Amazing. I loved that versus battle. (laughs) So good. But yeah, she did some, she did, um, uh, the show star, um, before it got canceled. She was also on American horror story at one point as well as an actress. And she was recently on the masked singer. I don't know how you don't. I'm, I'm not gonna talk about that because I was pissed off. She, how do you? How does Patti LaBelle lose a singing competition? Well, no, it's 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 not about 
Don't care. Who's, it's not about who's better. Don't care. It's not about don't who's care. better, though. It's don't about care. who you figure don't care. out. Don't care. Well, okay. Whatever. Patty LaBelle does not lose a singing competition. Don't care what you're saying. You can stop that. <laughs> she did make a, a quick guest appearance on All of Us, which was Dwayne Martin's show. Um, she also was in Idlewild, um, Semi-Pro, but, you know, mostly stuck to um, singing, which is her, of course, her one of her main God-given tips. Yeah. But, yeah, man, I would say check it out. I'm I was happy to rewatch this again, man, because it brought back so many memories. It was such a good show. Um, such a good it was literally on par with the with the nineties sitcoms that I love so much. I thought it was so funny even as a kid. It's funnier now as an adult, seeing what Dwayne Martin was doing and what Kylie Bell was doing and that whole cast and seeing what they became later on. It's a that's that's why that's you know let me break this down real quick. That's actually one reason why we're doing this podcast, because it's yes. that existed where these stars were all on the show together before they busted out. Yes. It's fun to watch those shows. And it's fun to look back and like, man, how did that show get canceled? Kind of work. When we covered the Royal family, when that, that whole cast was a dynamite cast that made it, there were stars and, or, or on their way to being stars. And even our last episode, we're covering some really talented actors and a legend in Maj Sinclair, Steve Hart. Yes. That's why we do this show, because there's some hidden gems out there with some great acting and some great actors that got overlooked for whatever reason. We're not even going to dive too deep into why these shows get canceled. Um, it's disappointment for a lot of these shows, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's still one of those things that are just like, man, if this show would have made it three years, four years in the syndication, imagine if these shows would have made it in the syndication, but you also got to think about it didn't get canceled. Would, would she have done Independence Day or would he have done above? Yeah, and, and that's the thing, too. It's like, what if? Like, if, if they would have worked out, where would they be now? So it's almost like a blessing and a curse in a lot of ways. Right. Right. So, but yeah, check it out. It's a couple episodes on YouTube. Episodes with Taj Maori and Journey Smollett, uh, Smollett um, are on there as well. Um, we are so appreciative for you guys to join us for this episode. Uh, before we wrap it up, we're going to cover um, a new episode next week, of course, of another show. But as always, we asked Deshaun Byron what we think this next show is going to be about. Now, full disclosure, he knows this show. Everyone knows this show. So he's going to give us the alternate version of what this show would be maybe if it was made now. Is that what you're doing, Deshaun? Yes, yes, yes. So so um, this is going to be if it was made today. Right. That would be about. So that show is a Nickelodeon classic, My Brother and Me. Okay. Take it away. Okay, so My Brother and Me is a basic premise. It's about, you know, two kids uh, who, you know, they, they are now... Uh, in a blended family, okay, instead of, you know, two normal brothers, this is a blended family of brothers. This is a, a mom and a dad that have just gotten together, but because of the pandemic, it's been expedited. So they're having to do everything all together. They've been stuck in the house since March, and it's about these two brothers, you know, really getting to know each other in such a fast way, like to the point of they had to get married inside of the house during this pandemic. So it's just about all the comedy that ensues from a newly blended black family during a pandemic. I actually like that. Yeah. I actually like that. Not bad, not bad. Well, of course we all know that's not what my brother and me is. Yeah, not, not, <laughs> not anywhere close. 
which ain't the point. But we look forward to you on next week for that episode and all of our episodes following it. If this is your first episode listening, go back and listen to the other ones. And once again, we're so happy to have you guys. I have been Brick Jackson. Follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at the Brick Jackson. And I'm DB Greatness on everything. Everything. Stay strong. Stay black. Stay together. This has been Ethnic Kiss, the um, podcast show. We'll see y'all. Peace easy. It's Ethnic Kiss, the black sitcom podcast show. Ethnic Ethnic Kiss. Kiss.